Being Green is brought to you by Galinda Mozo of Remax. Remax above the crowd. Hello, I'm Glynis Crook. Welcome to Being Green. Two weeks ago, I spoke on this program to Professor Peter Ryan of UCT's Fitzpatrick Institute of African Ornithology about his research into litter on Cape Town's beaches. He mentioned that most of the rubbish found on the coast is in fact land-based street litter that ends up in the sea via stormwater systems and rivers. An initial short-term solution, he said, would be to prevent the waste from reaching the ocean. Well, last week I heard about a pilot project that's attempting to do just that. It's spearheaded by the Pristine Earth Collective, which acts as a catalyst for positive environmental change. And it's working in collaboration with the Litterboom Project and the City of Cape Town. And I'm joined on the line now by its founder and CEO, Brett Jordan. Brett, you guys have installed three of these litter booms across the Black River, I believe. What exactly is it and how does it work? Hi, Glennis. Yes. Uh, so we have three in the Black River and we've just installed two in the Lotus Rivers uh, this week. Uh, the, the big little Lotus and this little Lotus, um, which feed, feed into Sequoia Fair. Um, I just must um, clarify... Pristine Earth are not the ones implementing the litter booms. It was the litter boom project, um, which okay. is an initiative run out of Durban. Uh, we're the local implementation agent. Um, okay. The way it works is it's, it's very simple, um, and that's, that's important to make sure that uh, theft of the system doesn't occur and to make sure that it's robust. And effectively what you have is um, two concrete lintels which act as a, an anchor um, and then a large HDPE plastic pipe which is sealed on both ends and then tied by a rope. And uh, it, it, it sits at a cross angle to the river, um, which effectively diverts all of the floating plastic into a corner. And then we have full-time um, staff effectively manning the booms, pulling the litter out, um, sorting it, and then bailing it for, for collection by either recyclers or, or the city. I saw a picture of it. It it's literally looks like a sort of black plastic snake, if you like, going across the river. I know that a huge effort was made to install these before the winter rains. Why was that? Yes, you know, when, when the rains come, you get a huge amount of water flowing down through the stormwater system and the canals. And if, if you've had the opportunity to drive past or, or to go onto any of these canals, you'll see there's an enormous amount of litter that gets built up over the summer months. Unfortunately, the canals are often used as a dumping ground for impoverished communities and illegal dumping. So it's, it's staggering how much waste ends up into those canals. And then obviously when the rains come, it all gets flushed down and straight into the ocean. So we, we installed just before the last heavy rains, which were the first heavy rains of the um, season. And within two days, we had, I think, over four one-ton bags full of plastic, enormous amount. Gosh, that is huge. You said that the litter is all collected. Is it that on a weekly basis, and who does it? So it varies depending on um, the flow, but we're looking at either bi-weekly or weekly, depending on how much we, we collect. And and we, we have partnerships we set up with local recyclers, Dele recyclers, and the city of Cape Town. The city have been incredibly supportive. Um, so we'll have... Solid waste will come and collect anything non-recyclable, and the recyclables will go to our local partners. But we are also um, engaging in any other initiatives which are innovating towards 
utilization of waste in the circular economy. Um, so we're collaborating with another company called CRDC that has developed a solution to take non-recyclable plastic and put it into concrete products. So we will be sending to their pilot facility in Blackheath as well. Just as a matter of curiosity, surely not everything floats in the river. What happens to the stuff that goes underneath the boom? Yes, it's a good question. Anything that goes underneath will unfortunately keep going, but the, that's, that's also why we have booms staggered across a, a period. So we have three booms over a 500-metre stretch of river, and, and what we found is if the plastic goes over or under, often gets caught by the next boom. But 90% of the plastic flowing down through a river is actually floating and will get captured by the booms. And, and we have some UCT researchers are going to come on board and help with quantifying the amount of waste and also the type. Any chance then that this will be extended to other rivers in Cape Town? Absolutely. So, you know, the Little Boom projects are the, the ones implementing this um, initiative and we, we're helping to support and implement locally and also fundraise. This pilot, we have funding from overseas for around three months, and we are actively fundraising with corporates and, and you know, any individuals who are able to, to assist to firstly extend that, the lifespan to make sure that it's indefinite, and then to extend across, effectively, we, we want to go across all of the river systems in Cape Town and time. Well, can you, Brett, give us uh, some contact details so if anybody listening to this program wants to contribute, they can get in touch with you? That'd be great. Um, they can find our details through our website, uh, www.pristine-collective.com, and, uh, and everything's there, and we also have an ability to donate uh, through that webpage. And a reminder, that website address was www.pristine-collective.com should you want to participate in the initiative. That was Brett Jordan of the Pristine Earth Collective. And that's it for this week. Until next time from me, Glynis Crook, goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax. Remax, above the crowd. A global challenge to environmentalists is to make all people aware of how their behavior impacts on the Earth's natural resources. How we tread as individuals, corporates and government affects the circle of life. Galinda Moser of Remax Living is committed to the health and well-being of your family. This starts with your home and ends with your planet. That's why Galinda is the proud sponsor of Being Green on Fine Music Radio. For now and future generations, Remax, above the crowd.